special edition. We're coming to you live from Dallas, Texas on Mother's Day uh, 2022. Uh, I'm in my hotel suite and uh, I've got some family things I'm going to do today with my sister. So um, I'm not at our usual studios or on location uh, with a guest today. Because today is going to be a special edition. Um, I want to talk to you about a couple things. And um, I wasn't going to do this podcast. Um, I, You know, well, I debated, should I do it? But um, it, with it being Mother's Day and with um, the death of Ke- Kevin Samuels just happening, um, I wanted to address a couple things because I have a voice and... If I don't use my voice in a positive way um, at times like this, then what's the point of me, you know, doing what I do? So um, a lot of you are, well, first let me just say this. Happy Mother's Day to everyone, to every mother across the world, and not just the good mothers, even the bad ones too, because there's a reason why the bad ones are the bad ones, Um and, you know, maybe they've had trauma, maybe there's been experiences, things that have happened that has that has caused them to be not great mothers. And so we don't know what their childhood was like. So to any person that gave life, um, we want to say Happy Mother's Day to you. Everyone deserves at least the acknowledgement of being a, a, a mother. But especially Happy Mother's Day to all the great moms out there who do it day after day, after day, after day, after day, after day. So thank you guys for what you do. Uh, Sorry about the lighting a little bit. I was trying to get the lighting right from the sun, use the the natural light, Uh, but there's still, you know, streaks of lights. I've tried to close the curtains a bit, but it's still a little bright. So uh, forgive the, the, the visuals not being up to complete uh, industry standard and I'm also doing this off my laptop so um, so yeah so here we go um, I want to talk about Kevin Samuels I want to talk about him uh, there's two layers to this Kevin Samuels thing that I want I want to address the first one is um, I want to talk about um, his message and what he stood for and what he was about at least my opinion. And then I want to talk about the fact that there's a possibility that, you know, it was all fake, his death. And I want to talk about both issues from a perspective of my perspective and my opinion. So I just want to make make it clear this is an opinion piece. It is not um, in any way saying that these are facts. Uh, some, of the, some of his... Uh, views or some of the things that he said are facts, but um, my opinion of him being possibly not alive or being alive, that's just my opinion, okay? So let me start with uh, his uh, his views, um, and then I'll end with my opinion about his whole death and what it feels like to me. Um, I think that it is sad it's a sad day when we do not acknowledge someone's life accomplishments when they have passed on. 
I have read so many vile, angry tweets, uh, comments about his death from women, of all, of all things, women. Women are supposed to be nurturing and loving and kind and, and you know, this it has been completely just, I can't believe someone would celebrate someone's death. It's just, it's mind boggling to me. I mean, even someone like Hitler had someone that loved him, you know what I mean? Like he had a family member or a sister or a brother or a mom or somebody that actually loved him. And even though he did some vile things, um, we still should respect the fact that he's no longer on the earth and the fact that, and let me say the Hitler thing, let me say it right, because I don't want it to be taken the wrong way. Um, when I say Hitler, I'm just using it as a metaphor, meaning the Hitlers of the world, the, the, the mean people, the vile people, the, the, the scum, I don't think it I don't think there was nothing great about Hitler, okay? So I want to make that very clear. <laughs> but I'm just saying the concept of someone dying even if you're not even if you didn't like them or even if you felt like they were evil of some sort, there's still a respect that you should have when people die. Uh meaning just don't say nothing. You can just not say nothing. If you if you're happy they're gone, you can silently say, well, he lived his life and you move on. You don't even have to say anything. Now, Kevin Samuels is not, should not be compared to Hitler, okay? So let me make that clear. But they're treating him as if he's Hitler. I mean, these women are saying some of the most vile, disgusting things about him. And all Kevin Samuels, from my perspective, all he did was tell the truth. He told it in a way that fit the times, okay? Um, the times really dictated that he needed to be tough and rough. He wasn't just tough on women. He was tough on men as well. You should go back to some of his old um, catalog of videos, and you'll see that he definitely had some opinions about men as well. But I think for some reason our society is fixated on making the woman a god like she can do no wrong she can she can't be corrected she she has she's done everything right because she's either carried kids or because she's just a girl or mom i call it the disney effect you know where girls grow up watching my daughter is included they grow up watching disney movies and they're told that they're princesses they're told that they're loving and then the women who weren't told that and so they, there's an insecurity thing going on. Maybe they were the ugly duckling at school and they were called ugly. Or, and now they're grown and they're adults and they're doing great in life. And they might even look great now, you know. And so there's this undertone of anger amongst some of the women. And so they feel like anybody that corrects them, anybody that says anything that goes against their, you know, womanhood, especially black women, but... American women all together, but especially black women, they have this thing where they feel like, I can do no wrong, and so uh, how dare you correct me? I'm a woman. Hear me roar. I'm, a, I'm, 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 I'm to be looked at as, you know, whatever I want, I should be able to get, and so what? There's a double standard. I'm, I'm a woman. That trumps everything. It's like being a woman trumps everything, and... Kevin basically said, 
I don't agree with that. I believe that you need men more than you tell us you need us. And I'm just going to tell you that we, we are superior because we're needed. We're needed without, you know, he gave a great analogy I saw in one video where he says, do you enjoy Vegas? And the girl's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I love, I love Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, well, do you think Vegas would be here if it was based upon women building it? Just no, no men labor, no men doing anything, just all women. Do you think Vegas would be here? And she just kind of looked wild-eyed and tried to, you know, come up with some goofy stuff. But the truth is, at the end of it, she had to admit it would be hard living in a world without men because men set the standard for survival, basically. I mean, you can't, you know, his concept or his view was you can't survive without men, so you need to show respect for men. Um, and that's really what, what what his message was. And then I would see women call in and say things about how they wanted a certain type of man, and he would tell them, you ain't going to get it. You know, I, I don't understand this world that we live in that if you tell the truth, if you tell the truth, you're the bad guy. You're, there's something wrong with you for telling the truth. The reality is guys like certain types of women. We are visual creatures. It's really that simple. And he was just basically letting it be known that if you're going to get a man, <laughs> if you're going to get a husband, you can't, If and if you're not visually appealing, you can't be visually unappealing and character-wise unappealing and bring it to the table you know, baggage, kids from other relationships or marriages, all the drama, but expect a man to be this perfect knight in shining armor making six figures and totally in love with you just because you are a woman. And that concept he was saying was just ridiculous. It didn't make any sense to him. There are certain things I agree with. I think he, he made some valid points. I'm not married personally, not because I can't find someone to marry. It's just that my life has taken a different turn in terms of my business and things like that. But in my quest to possibly be married at some point, some of the things that he addressed have been a concern of mine, have been a huge concern of mine. Um, and so um, he really did speak for a lot of men. He was brave, man. I, I, I have to give him total respect for being able to be man enough to say this with a straight face and be very articulate. He wasn't cussing women out. He wasn't calling them bees and, and you know, hoes and this and that. He was very respectful. Um, was he harsh? Absolutely. Was he arrogant? Of course. Was he a prick at certain times, if, if we can use that word prick? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, did he show pain and hurt in some of his his rhetoric? Red, you know, rhetoric, if I'm saying that word right. Absolutely. I, I saw pain in certain things that he said. I could feel that it was personal experience stuff. But take all that aside. Was he telling the truth? And the answer is, look at the divorce rate, <laughs> Look at the divorce numbers. Look at the single parent home numbers. So did he tell the truth? Absolutely. Absolutely he told the truth. Um, 
And that's not to say I, I agree with everything he said. I didn't like the the woman shaming that he would do, where he would play the horn, talking about fat women. I didn't like fat shaming. I didn't, there was a lot of stuff he did I just thought was just too far. But then again, and maybe maybe in his mind it was entertaining, and maybe he felt like the arrogance of some of the women that would call in deserved that kind of, that you know, flick off the pedestal, if you will. Um, but I do, would I have done that? No. So he's brave. He's a brave, braver man than me. Um, so I want to just say I am very saddened that he passed, if he's passed, and we'll go into that in a second. And I think other people that don't like him, you don't have to like somebody to show respect that they've passed. You don't have to like what they said. You can even not like them because of what they said. Uh, but we, it's a sad day when someone's opinion or someone's views on life makes you celebrate like a fool in the streets because they're dead. What kind of foolishness is this? You're celebrating in the streets, dancing, eating chicken. Because he's dead? Are you out of your cartoon mind? Some of you women have lost your mind. Seriously. Like, what in the flip is going on here? What if that was your son? What if that was your uh, father, your husband? And who are you? Who are you to think that you are the, the measuring bar for who can say that this person is better than someone else? How do you even know how God saw him? You, you can't go about things that you disagree with and say that this person was a bad person. Maybe he was. I don't know. I don't know the guy. I never met the guy. Um, I don't even think we reached out to him to do an interview on, on the podcast. I think we thought about it, but we never did reach out because I felt like, you know, the Kevin Samuel thing was kind of overexposed a bit. So it was kind of like, okay, everybody's trying to interview him. So, you know, why put in a bid to interview when the truth is he's seen everywhere. So, you know, we didn't really try to reach out to him. And I, I felt like at some point we were going to meet because of just our circles of people and friends that we had. But I was never going to like approach it like, oh, I've got to interview him. Because honestly, like I said, that was his lane, you know. Um, we've, we've even had, we've booked Dr. Umar Johnson, who's another person that um, is very controversial. And we booked him like twice. And then at both times, he just didn't show up. So... You know, I've I've just learned that at times you have to just let the circle be what it is. So we, you know, we didn't pursue it because we just felt like, you know, it just didn't make sense to pursue something when it when you're already in the circle, if that makes sense, of of some of the same people. We knew some of the same people. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like I don't I don't understand this concept that we have the right to celebrate someone's death. You know just because we didn't agree with them. That is insane. And I'm going to tell you right now, this ain't the last of this. 
if we don't get our stuff together morally, we're going to start seeing more and more people who are going to... Look, here's the thing. If you can't have empathy and compassion for someone who's passed, then that means that God only knows what's coming. This is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, it, can it get to the point that people will just start killing each other just because they just don't like how you look or how you dress or how you smell? Of course it could get that, that bad. If this man can't have an opinion, a man that most of you women never met, and you're dancing in the streets eating chicken and happy that he's dead, then yeah, it can get that bad. And that's what scares me. What scares me is it scares me is the hypocrisy of our democracy. We feel it's okay to be who we are, and people should smell our stuff and our farts, but then somebody else farts or does something that we don't like or agree with. You have the righteous right to say something mean about them and to march in the streets and show your your um, distaste and your honor for you know this disrespect that this person has shown. What about all the things you've done that's been disrespectful? How about you disrespecting him right now, a person who just passed, allegedly? <laughs> And we'll get to that in a second. We're going to end with that. Um, so my thing is this. I think that at the end of the day, everyone has to face the maker, God, for themselves. And it's really not your job to police people's opinions, people's views, people's thoughts on how things should or should not go. It is just your job to be the best person you can be. And if you don't like something change the channel don't listen to it find someone else to listen to but see i'm starting to realize a lot of you people especially women men too though this goes for men and women a lot of you love drama a lot of you want to be a person that is always upset and always angry and always finding some fault at somebody because it makes you feel better it makes you feel like you're superior it makes you feel like you are you have accomplished something in life it's kind of like the people that get mad at other people that have been successful and they try to make it feel make them feel bad for being successful. Just because they're successful does not give you the right to hate hate them because you because you ain't. Let me say that again. Just because <laughs> they're successful and you ain't does not give you the right to be disrespectful to them. You don't know what journey they've been through. You are you are assuming that this person had a silver spoon in their mouth or they had this or they had that. You don't know. You don't know. You just hating. You just, as they call it, hating or you're being disrespectful. You're being envious. You know what I mean? Like it's not your cross to bear to go around making sure that you police everybody's character and personality and opinions and views and, and thoughts. It's not, it ain't your job. Sit down. Some of you women need to sit down. Sit down. Not sit down. Sit down. All right? You need to sit yo down and be quiet and learn to listen. The Bible says be slow to speak, quick to listen. Because when you listen more than you speak, God gave you two ears 
for a reason. He didn't give us two mouths. He gave us two ears because he wants us to listen. On, he wanted us to have surround sound with our hearing. You know, he could have just made it where we had one ear, where we had to do this all the time to hear stuff. He wanted to make sure we had surround sound. <laughs> so he wanted us to hear more than we speak. And so I think it's important that we stop this madness that we have to uh, be disrespectful to the dead or to anyone just because they don't agree with what we agree to or what we agree agree on. You know, what I mean, it's just it's it's unbelievably sad and pathetic in my opinion. The things that people have been saying about this man online, and it's almost like it's a hate fest right now. And I wouldn't be surprised if that if he's really dead, which uh, we'll get into that in a second. If he's really dead, I'd really be surprised at, um, I wouldn't be surprised, I should say, that someone didn't try to put something evil over him to kill him off. You know what I mean? Because the spiritual world is very, is very real. And I don't know if Kevin, if uh, Kevin Samuel's relationship with the maker was, was up to par. I don't know. I know he talked about church a lot and not a lot, but he talked about church and how he used to go to the Potter's house and T.D. Jake's church. And so, you know, he, he's mentioned faith a few times. So I, I know I'm not going to speak for the man. You know, maybe the man really had a relationship with God. I don't know. Um, but again, um, I don't know. I don't, I really don't know, but I'll just say that I think that it's important that, um, you know, like I said, we don't know this man's life. You don't know his his path. We don't know what he was put on earth to do. Here's what I find interesting more than anything is that we are in a world where someone that we would consider a prick had to wake us up. The fact that we're, we've gotten so far away from morality and from the things that make family work that it took a prick. If you want to call Samuel, Kevin Samuels a prick, fine. It took a prick to get us to even start having the conversation. But notice how some of women, not all women, but some of the women are not wanting to have that conversation. They want to pick on one or two words this man said and then twist it and make it into something more so that they can dismiss all the things that he said that was true. I find that appalling. I find that disrespectful. I think I find it offensive. And quite frankly, I think that a lot of people are going to be very sadly mistaken when they when they die and they see how they were judged based upon how they treated others. Some people don't care. Some people are just evil. We're not talking about those people. And there's a lot of evil women out there. If you don't believe me, read some of the comments and you'll see real fast there's a lot of evil people out there. But we're talking about ultimately, you know, look, let me just say this. All I'm really trying to say is this. Let's learn to respect people's opinions. That's number one. And number two, focus on your own life. Sweep, sweep around your own front door before you try to sweep, sweep around mine. This man was trying to help men to the best of his ability. He gave his best. Kevin Samuels gave his best. It wasn't the best, but it was his best. And it's not for us to judge it and say that it was wrong or right. It's for us to say, all right, hard pill, pill to swallow. You know, he was like medicine, hard pill to swallow, but was was it really benefiting in some way? The answer is a lot of men are, are now more 
mainly because of Kevin Samuels. A lot of boys were raised in single-parent homes, and, and now there are men out here trying to figure out how to be a man, and they have no clue because they were taking cues from women versus taking cues from real men. I had a grandfather. I had a dad. I had a grandfather. And my grandfather, man, he's probably my Carl Jackson uh, uh, Sr. He's probably my favorite male person on earth. He's now gone on t to heaven, hopefully. <laughs> uh, he would laugh at that if, I, if he was alive. But um, he's probably my favorite man on earth. And as, as I get older, I'm starting to realize how, 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 how much of a man he was. He would get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. He would, um, you know, get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. He would go to work, you know what I mean? And then he would come home, give the money to his wife, my grandmother. She would take care of the bills, groceries, all that stuff. He would contribute. He would eat big meals. You listen to the baseball game on the radio. Um, he smoked his cigars, but his favorite saying was, "It's nice to be nice." He never, I never saw, never saw him go get into an argument. He was always calm, always a man. You know, he never was getting upset and irate. He would, you know, sometimes get a little flustered, but he, I never saw him just go off on people. You know what I mean? Angry, frustrated, just. Ugh. He was never that person. His favorite saying was, it's nice to be nice. It's nice to be nice. That was his favorite thing to say. It's nice to be nice. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I come from. A lot of men didn't have that. A lot of men did not get that. So what Kevin did, he gave them that inspiration and that confidence to know that it's okay to be a man. You don't have to take cues from a woman. You can take cues from yourself. Follow the God in you. Follow the God that lives inside you. Follow the God that that holds all things in his hand. Uh, we're, we're live right now, so, you know, forgive me for my, you know, disorientation or is that even a word? Anyway, um, being disoriented. Um, but yeah, follow follow the God in you. Follow the man. Follow that instinct. You know, all of us have it. Women and men, we all have it. But sometimes men, we, we had a hard time. Something, not me, but a lot of us. And I dealt with insecurity too in the past, you know. Um, but we, we all have a hard time sometimes dealing with our own insecurities and trying to figure out and navigate what all he did was basically gave tough love to a lot of men and women, but more so to men, and made them feel confident in knowing, wait a minute, I am a man. I am not to be treated as if I'm a nobody. I'm not here to just be a slave to a woman. I'm here to be a servant to my family. Big difference. So anyway, that's what I have to say about it. As far as his death, I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think he's dead. I think it was a character he was playing, this person, whoever Kevin Samuels it was, was a character. I think he's still alive. I think he was part of the secret society. This is not a diss. It's not a diss to secret societies. I mean, look, God judges all of this stuff, so I'm not trying to judge anybody that's in a secret society or whatever. Look, it's what you do. It's, look, I ain't, I'm talking, I'm, it's none of my business, right? But I think he was a character. I think he just... 
got tired of playing the character, and he's getting ready to do something else. That's what I honestly believe. Am I right? No, it's just an opinion. You know, it's just an opinion. Now, don't dis everything I said in this podcast because I have an opinion about his death. I don't think he's dead. I mean, it's just too many things about how he died, and it's just things that just don't sound right. And me being in the industry, I kind of know how publicists talk and say things, and and I just I just know clues. I just put it that way. And I just think he just got tired of playing this character, or he was told not to play it anymore, or he was done, or he. He accomplished whatever he wanted to accomplish as Kevin Samuels. And I think he wanted to get into some other stuff. That's what I think. I think he's not dead. I think it's just all kind of a... You know, one of the things about technology and reality TV... Not reality TV, but internet has done is it's created... Um, we, can now, we, we can now create our own identities and avatars however we want to create it. So... You know, it used to be where you would see a person play a character in a movie or a TV show, and we still do, but then you would see them as in real life as who they are, or at least the way they wanted us to think they were. But now, because of the Internet, people could almost live alternate lives or alternate lives, lives 24-7, seven days a week. So, in other words, you could be on camera as Kevin Samuels, you know, and then turn the camera off, change your clothes or change your glasses or change your eye movement or whatever you want to do and be somebody else in real life. I mean, I've seen people as famous as um, Ernest Isley. You know, he he does it. I, he plays the guitar and then he has the, the headband, right? But has anyone really ever seen him without his headband and sunglasses and the guitar? Have you? I don't know. I've seen him, and I, he looks like a complete different person. He looks like a completely different person. So um, people play characters. People play, um, people do what they do, you know? And so I just think he just got tired of me. This guy's a very intelligent person, very intelligent. To be able to rattle these many women, millions of women across, across the United States and the world, to this point where they're having hate fest, lets you know he's a really smart guy. And I don't think he lived a life where he would just up and die like that. That's just not, I don't think he lived his life that way. I think he's a very wise person, you know. So, you know, time will tell, but I don't think he's dead. That's what I think. I think he was playing a character, he was great at it, and he just, it's kind of like, Finishing season six of law of of um, law in art in order or I don't know er you know it's like okay I'm done playing this show I don't want to I'm I'm contractually obligated to play it for a certain time I'm done now I don't want to play it no more and I think that's what he did he's done the show every night almost for three hours a night that's a lot of work people don't understand look having a doing an hour show every night will kill you. But three hours every night, when I say kill you, meaning, you know, like it's it's a job, it's hard, you know. Doing three hours every night the way he would do it is just unbelievable. I don't even know how he did it. Um, it's just because it's a lot of work. Um, I do the podcast when I feel like it because I have so many other things that I do. 
So I try to do one, you know, uh, every week or two, but I would never sign up to do something every night unless I was getting paid a boatload of money, <laughs> like real money, because it wouldn't be worth my time. I have too many other things that I can do and want to do. So to be chained to every night doing a show, um, he might have just got tired of it. You know, he just might have just been like, look, I'm done with this. I can just change my image up, take a break for a couple of years, come back as something else, or never come back and live off the money he made for the rest of his life, you know, or invest into some something else. There are people who are used to be famous you would never even know that own restaurants, that own hotels, that own bed and breakfasts, and you would never even know that they ever were famous at one time. I remember staying at an Airbnb um, in Nashville um, a while back, and the house that I was in, it was way out in the in like in the boonies somewhere, and um, I remember looking at the wall and I saw these gold records, and I was like, man, this is interesting. And come to find out, I was staying in the house of one of the band members from, I forget the name of the group, but they had the song that came out called, in the 80s, You Take My Breath Away. It was from the um, Tom Cruise, I think, movie. Um, I think it was Top Gun, the movie Top Gun. You Take My Breath Away. And I was sitting there, I was like, oh my God, this is the, you're the lead, like the lead band member from that. And he was... Um, very, him and his wife were gracious and, you know, they told me stories about what it was like and he had a big, huge house in Gold Records and he had a studio downstairs. He had a club downstairs in his house and, I mean, it was like, uh, he had like a bar, a, a stage, um, a whole thing and he, you know, you would never even know. I mean, he looked like someone that would work at Sonic you know, not like a, I'm not dissing, I'm just saying like he's just a regular guy. You didn't, you didn't never think this was a real star on stage for nights after nights touring and singing hit songs. You know, you never, it never hit, it never even registered. And had I not saw the gold records, it never would have registered because he looked totally different now and he didn't look like his publicity pictures and records and all that. So, you know, I, I think that he could have very, very well done that. You know, um, the the brain believes, the brain is powerful. It believes what it sees. And so if you believe he's dead and it's out there in the press that he's dead, which is another clue, it's in the press all of a sudden, everywhere, TMZ, MSNBC, it's everywhere. Uh, that's another clue to me that, you know, it may, <laughs> he may not be dead. He just, this could just be a... I'm out of here. I don't want to do this no more. So we'll see. Anyway, happy Mother's Day to everybody. That's my take on it. I've said enough. And I hope you guys have a wonderful Mother's Day. And uh, tomorrow night or Tuesday night, Tuesday night will be the broadcast premiere on CJC Network for the Paul Crouch Jr. interview. Paul Crouch Jr. was the son of TBN President Paul and Jan Crouch, who are now deceased. But he's the heir to TBN Networks, which is the biggest Christian network in the world. I think Daystar is number two. He's going to tell us why he left uh, TBN and give us a lot of stuff that happened. Um, that's going to really be—it's going to be shocking. It's going to be some shocking stuff he says in this interview. I've never seen him this. Um, um, 
candid ever in an interview. So he gave me something that was really special that he's never really done ever. So you want to catch that Tuesday night. And if it's not Tuesday night, you can always listen to old podcasts or watch reruns or uh, catch VOD episodes on Spotify. We're now on uh, uh, iHeartRadio as well. And, uh, and I said, you know, Tuesday nights, CJC at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can watch new episodes of the podcast. Um, until next time, you be blessed. And, uh, hey, stay happy, stay blessed, stay healthy, and stay always focused on positive things. Peace.